Now, the state Senate coming back today. The House tomorrow. Spring session ended May 31st, but the Senate continued on. Uh, and uh, then they called themselves back uh, to take up energy legislation. And something we've been talking about uh, with a variety of different people for the past two, three weeks since uh, it was revealed that uh, deal didn't come together before the end of session and that lawmakers would be coming back uh, to take something up. Uh, what exactly is that something? I've seen a lot of different analysis about this particular aspect of the bill might be different than what the governor's proposing, but there are some consistent themes in this legislation uh, and a variety of different voices on all sides of this. We've talked with local CWLP. We've talked with local state representatives. We just talked with the Sierra Club uh, last segment. Uh, with uh, Jack Darren uh, laying out their priorities in this legislation. Uh, but now let's talk with somebody who's going to be in town tomorrow with the Illinois House, and that's Chicago Democratic State Representative Will Gazzardi here with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Good morning, Representative. How are you doing out there? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Greg. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, you've heard, I'm sure, uh, and even taken part in some debates on social media uh, about some of the opposition uh, to, to to the uh, high level things in this bill. Uh, and in particular, I think the 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 loudest point of contention is this 2035 cutoff date uh, for coal fired power plants. And you've got some of your colleagues in downstate that. Uh, say that's just not going to work for energy reliability down here. Uh, you're in the Chicagoland area. What's your reaction to some of that criticism? Yeah, my reaction is, um, you know, the economics of the energy markets are shifting dramatically under our feet. And um, coal plants in the state are going to close whether we pass this legislation or not. I mean, we've seen it happening all over the state uh, for the last several years. Uh, and that trend is only going to continue Um you know, that's one of the reasons why we think it's really important to keep the nuclear fleet open because we need that base load of energy as we build up our renewable sector. But also, and I think it's really important to underscore this, you know, the bill does a lot for communities that have coal plants in them that close. Um, so, you know, if we don't pass this bill, these plants are going to close. The property taxes in these small towns where the coal plant is 30 or 40 percent of the tax base, the taxes are going to implode. The school districts are going to lose money. The communities are going to be left without their biggest employer and with no help. This bill provides property tax relief for those communities. It provides job opportunities, retraining, repurposing of the plants themselves. So it's really the best solution for communities with coal plants in them now. It's either do nothing and let those folks suffer with no help at all or provide a responsible transition to a new way forward. I hear that, uh, but why have that deadline in there? I mean, can't you uh, have the help lined out with, with programs and incentives? And uh, if we're going to see an eventual uh, kind of natural progression of these older coal-fired power plants phase themselves out because of either the age of the plant or uh, because of environmental regulations on the plant, um, why, why have that 2035 deadline? Because it seems like it's really going to impact those nonprofit uh, utilities like City Water, Light, and Power here in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I know it's been the subject of a lot of negotiation, and I know that the folks at CWLP have been talking about carbon capture technology, um, that they're uh, retrofitting the coal plant to, to uh, emit much less carbon than it currently does. 
And my understanding of the negotiations is that there's maybe a, a, a move afoot at the moment to, to take that into consideration. And if they are, in fact, able to drastically cut back on their coal emissions, then um, the plan might be exempted from the deadline. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that in the final uh, hours here. But, uh, you know, I'll say that the, the reason we need to put the deadline in there is because our planet is facing a severe and irreversible climate crisis. And if we don't act immediately, uh, you know, the, my future children and grandchildren are going to find themselves uh, on a planet that's hostile to human life. And that's not, a, that's not an outcome I'm willing to accept. Um, yeah, I don't think I, think I don't think anybody are. wants to live on Venus. Uh, that, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> right. Talking with State Representative Will Gazzardi on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Um, just a little bit more on this energy legislation. Uh, how do you foresee this uh, this happening? Of course, the Senate's going to have a subject matter today. Uh, we still haven't seen a bill number, right? Uh, what, what's how does this progress into the House uh, with with as many eyes on it as possible? Yeah, well. Um, you know, my sense is that the Senate's going to act first here. Um, so they will take action on a bill. They're going to negotiate. Our, our House members are actively involved in these negotiations. Many members of the House are, are in the room there uh, from both parties and um, and from all over the state. And, and so we will get a bill from the Senate that we're going to have a, a sort of up or down vote on. I, I don't think that the House is going to be able to make any further changes. So. By the time we get down there tomorrow and we convene at noon, there will be a package that's come over to us from the Senate, and our choice is going to be to accept it or reject it. Um, as far as the, the bill number goes, and um, you know, I, I know that, that uh, we are, we're all waiting to see the final bill language, of course. But I think the provisions that are in the bill have been discussed in public and in private among legislators and in news articles. For many, many months, for years, most of them, you know, these are provisions that we've been working on for a long, long time. So I don't I don't think at its at its core, there's any big surprises in what's going to be in the bill. State Representative Will Gazzardi on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, now, this isn't a special session, from my understanding. The Senate's kind of continuing with the uh, spring session, which opens up the possibility uh, other legislation could be brought up. And one thing that the Senate did pass on June 1st in extended session dealt with uh, an elected school board for the city of Chicago public schools. Uh, Representative, I don't know if people down here know this uh, because we have elected school boards all over the place, right? Um, yeah. Chicago does it and has it. What, what's, what's the rub on that? What, what happened? Yeah, well, um, in 1995, the mayor of Chicago, Mayor Daly, came down to Springfield and asked for a change in the state law to have direct and total control over the Chicago school board. And so for the last 26 years, the mayor has appointed every member of the school board. Um, and, you know, I, I think it right. It would probably done a lot of your listeners and it should uh it's in my view uh completely unjust to the people of the city of chicago um and and what we've seen and i've been involved in this issue for 10 years now um what we've seen uh is that the school board makes decisions uh against the interests of the community i think they would never ever make if they had to stand for election um Several years ago, they voted to close 50 neighborhood schools, mostly in uh, black and brown communities in Chicago, 50 schools they closed. And every one of those schools, the parents were protesting, arguing, fighting, saying, please don't close our school. And I think if those folks had to go 
before the voters. They would never have made that kind of decision against the wishes of the community. So I'm really uh, excited about the prospect of finally getting an elected school board in Chicago. It'll be uh, until 2026 when the entire board is elected. There'll be sort of partial elections halfway between now and then. But but it's an issue I've been working on for, as I said, a very long time, and the folks in my community are adamant about. So I'm very excited for us to finally get that done. What else do you think should have been addressed during spring session but uh, just was not addressed? Yeah, I think that there's um, there are a couple of remaining pieces that we'll probably consider. Uh, I know there's the... Uh, a lot of discussion around the FOID card uh, issue. I know folks have had, our district office has heard an endless stream of people who have had a really hard time getting their FOID card. Representative, I'm, I I did I crunched the numbers on ISP's website, and you're looking at like 160,000 backlogged FOID cards. And that's not just yeah. people looking for renewals. That's first-time mm-hmm. applicants whose Second mm-hmm. Amendment rights aren't being recognized by the state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. And ISP recognizes it's a problem. We certainly know it's a problem, and they need more resources to handle those incoming cases, and we need better systems. So there's legislation moving around the Capitol on that area. Um, I know it, I know it's of, of great importance to a lot of people. Um, but I'll say, I think we had a really productive session, all in all. I think we were able to accomplish a lot. We passed a great budget that funds a lot of our key priorities. We, you know, redrew those legislative maps, which I'm sure you've discussed on the show. Um, You know, in the area that I'm probably most passionate about on housing, we passed a major affordable housing omnibus package. It's going to allow for the construction and rehabilitation of tens of thousands of new affordable units across the state and every community. So, you know, I think we were very productive this spring, and and I'm looking forward to sort of cleaning up these last couple of issues and, and really calling it a day. State Representative Will Gazzardi here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. And, and lastly here, just to talk a bit about transparency issues uh, when it comes to you know legislative action. Uh, as a member of the media and somebody who runs around the Capitol and you know tries to make sense of it all sometimes it can it, as you know that's what i do for a job right i sure. so so i can kind of you know jump through some of these hurdles and and talk to certain people and get some background and whatnot the taxpayers don't though uh and they still have representatives that uh they elect to do the work of the people for them um but it seems that too often we have uh, you know 800 900 page bills dropped at the last minute and not really a lot of time to to review and i'm just thinking about like the budget for instance uh, that's just one example uh how can the legislature especially under uh house speaker emmanuel chris welch how can things be more transparent so that the taxpayers actually get some of that needed transparency to to at least let their representatives know how they feel about uh, various legislation. Yeah, well, you know, honestly, I think a lot of that falls to us as legislators because, listen, you know, we hear these complaints every year, um, and I understand where they're coming from, but, um, you know, almost all of what was in the budget had been discussed openly and transparently for months and months and months. You know, the governor put out his budget address, laid out his budget priorities. The various appropriations committees had hours and hours and hours of hearings about every minute detail of the budget. Um, and, you know, folks like you did an awesome job of conveying to your audiences about all of what was in the budget. Tried you know, you to. You guys all did articles <laughs> about all these various pieces. So, sure. you know, folks, 
folks knew. And, and, you know, I think for us as legislators, we have a responsibility because we're in those rooms too, right? And, and you know, our constituents aren't going to sit through a two-hour-long general services appropriation theory. Right. So we have a responsibility to communicate with our constituents about what's going on in the budget, what pieces they should be aware of. Uh, so that, that, you know, it's not a surprise to us when it drops on May 30th or May 31st because we know what's in there. So we have to communicate with our people. And you guys in the media have done an awesome job of it, and we have a responsibility there, too. State Representative Will Gazzardi, I always appreciate chatting with you. Uh, let's do it again soon, and safe travels back to Springfield, all right? Thanks. I look forward to it. Take care.